Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the longest reigning knockouts champion, Tyre Valkyrie. How are you doing this evening, Tyre? Good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. But hey, fevery. It's the weather over here. Can't decide I'm up. Good. I'm just here. Here in LA, checking on my dogs while I'm doing this interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so firstly, I want to say a huge thank you, Fight Network UK, for setting up this interview. And for UK listeners, you can watch Impact every Wednesday at nine o'clock on the Fight Network UK. That's channel one nine two here in the UK. So, so you're actually the first wrestler I've spoken to in months who's actually still actively wrestling. <laughs> so, so, how have you found um, the empty arena experience? Um, I actually didn't find it that. Strange. No. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. I don't know. You just have to think of it more in terms of performing for the cameras as opposed mm. to performing for for the people. Um, but I didn't mind it. I really didn't. And I think that's going to be very evident in the work that you guys are going to see coming forward, and especially tomorrow night when we I am in the main event facing Jordan Grace for the Knockouts Championship. Oh, amazing! Um, you know, I I am an adapt. I adapt to every circumstance and every person and every situation, you know? Yes. Very well, I always have. And uh, this is just another little, you know, bump that I had to overcome and get used to. And honestly, I think that it didn't affect me at all. If anything, it made me just more um, in the moment and really thinking and more specifically about what I was doing and how I was, uh, you know, reacting and um, performing for the cameras overall. Yeah, because I listened to an interview of ODB, and she said the wrestlers are doing the empty arena shows are just so badass. Because so, across all promotions, you can see the wrestlers who have an experience of working in front of like six people to those who've only um, worked in front of big crowds. And I think the women have done a brilliant job, a better job than some of the men. Yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't really bother me. I'm just like, exactly like what you said is like, I've wrestled in front of five people. I've wrestled in, <laughs> <laughs> I've wrestled in front of... 30,000 people. I've just been in every type of situation. Of, yes. You know, I just kind of had to went along with it. And I just was like, all right, this is the, this is what we're doing now. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm still going to do my best job and be Taya and perform for everybody at home. So it really didn't, you know, throw me off or, or anything. Yeah, um, Odeby also mentioned in the interview the importance of having the backup plans for wrestlers. I've heard that you're fashion students you've started your own fashion line yeah um i have been in schools for the last like six months or so yes at the academy art university in san francisco um and i was saying that and this is very true like you said is that like i think that as a wrestler a lot of the times we don't really know what we want to do afterwards or we don't know what that next step is or we just are kind of living in the moment i think performers and artists in general are Yes, definitely. Um, and I really didn't know for the longest time what I wanted to do or, or what was that next thing. And I mean, I've always been artistic and a fan of fashion and creation and making things and expressing myself through art, obviously, as you guys see in my in my wrestling. Um, 
And I've always just kind of not been 100% sure. And it's been only, only in the last year that I really started to kind of figure that out. And I knew that I wanted to start a brand eventually. I didn't know that it was going to happen so quickly. Yes. <clears throat> but um, I'm very happy that it has happened this way. And I had the time to do it. And I'm very invested in this because it's part of me. And um, I also, the reason, like a lot of people say, well, you could have started a brand without going to school or you could have done this without doing that. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to be part of the process. I don't want to just hand it off to somebody. So especially right now with the circumstances of the world and the access that I have to products or the access I have to, to, you know, clothes or, or fabric or anything, like I really have to do everything myself. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And Loka is, you know, everything is printed and comes from the U.S. All the masks are sewn here in Los Angeles, printed in Los Angeles, um, and I hand dye everything myself. So I'm taking the time and doing everything by myself at my house. John has to watch me do it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but everything is a piece of art. Everything is different. You know, like I have the same colors, but everything is unique. And no one sweatshirt or T-shirt or, or crop top or pair pants looks the same because of the fact that it is done by me and is its own piece of art, walking art. So I am extremely excited that everyone has been so gracious and, and loving my stuff. And I just want to continue doing that. And so we're doing the next drop is on June 15th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. I will be live on Instagram from the Loka account, which is at Loka by Taya Valkyrie on Instagram. Um, and going through all the new products and everything will be live on the website at Um We ship internationally. We ship worldwide. So I've sent things to Australia, to England, to Scotland, um, everywhere. So I invite everybody to join me on June 15th, and I'm excited for you guys all to see my new stuff. Oh, amazing. It's, it looks really cool. It's like somewhere between camo and tie-dye. Yeah, it's, well, it's like everything is is, is hand-dyed. So there's, like, bleach-treated stuff. There's stuff that looks camel because of, the, like, the colors. Um, those are, like, the Presley sweatpants. And now I have a, uh, a zip-up hoodie that matches the pants. I have got hoodies, crop tops that have been added, tank tops in all different colors. It's lounge streetwear. So it's stuff that I want people to be at home and be comfortable or on the street and feel good in and, you know, be happy wearing my clothes. This is Impact Wrestling star Big Mike, Mike Logan, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Um, I put feelers out for questions on social media and we got an amazing response, possibly the best response I've ever had to any um, request for questions. So I'll get through as many as we can in the next... Five, ten minutes, we've got however long we've got left. So, uh, Matt Thor, you'd like to know, was it difficult to leave Mexico after spending so much time there? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, obviously I miss my friends and I miss the food and I miss performing in front of those crowds and there's a lot of things that I do miss. But just like anything in your life, there's certain things that, you know, come, come and go and come to an end. And I felt like it was the right time for me to, you know, not leave Mexico because obviously I'm still the Brainerd Arena champion. I still go and, and perform for AAA, mm -hmm. but it was just a chapter in my life and I needed to evolve and move on. And at that point, you know, three, four years ago, I was, you know, with just had started being with John and I wanted to live in Los Angeles and be with him. And, and that was just like a new chapter in my life. And I'm forever grateful, 120 million percent for, for Mexico, for Lucha Libre, for everybody that helped me evolve and become the performer that I am. But I'm, I mean, it was a part of my life that was incredible, and I, I, it was time to move on when it was the time. Nakadota Patterson asks, um, who's influenced you most on your career? Um, 
I mean, I think that I'm, I don't really specifically have one person that influenced me. I feel like I'm basically a melting pot of like <laughs> all these different people that I've trained with, that I've been around. Um, I do feel that like, especially in the last few years, my husband obviously influences me a lot. And the fact that we sit down and watch matches and talk about things or, you know, he gives me advice or criticism as it may be yes. <laughs> <laughs> about my wrestling and my performance, but we play off each other so much. And I mean, I've just been influenced. I would say mostly by my Lucha Libre part of my career, because as a whole, that, that really embodies my style, but I've also just, you know, taken little, little bits from everybody that it has taught me. And I, yeah, I just don't think that there's one specific person that I could say influenced me. Um, Joe Cass, um, if Impact had a women's title belts again, um, who would you like your partner to be? Oh, well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that yeah. my tag team partner would have to be Miss Rosemary. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I think the dynamic between us has been undeniable and crazy and fun. And I think that Rosemary, as a person, as a demon, as a whatever you want to call her, <laughs> is such a creative and unique soul and person and I, an artist, honestly, that I am thrilled that I get to work with someone like that and who allows me to play off of her. And I think that the dynamic between us is obvious and fun, and I would definitely pick her as my partner. Yeah, you've had a lot of fun in a lot of weeks. <laughs> more to come, and more to come. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Lloyd. With the new additions to the knockout division, who are you looking forward to facing? Um, honestly, everybody. I feel like I... I've really, as a new knockout, the only one I've actually wrestled one-on-one prior to her being there would be Kylie Ray, um, yes. only one time. And then I was in a giant scramble match once with um, Tasha Steele. So I'm just excited to kind of have these new pawns to play with, <laughs> if you will. Um, and just different, just different people to, to get in the ring with and and. and create magic with you know impact has the best women's roster out there i 100 percent stand by that and nevea and everybody that's now there like, it's just it's i think we are coming to this really incredible moment where we really are just proving once again why we are the best overall from baby faces to heels to everything like everyone is there giving it one hundred and twenty thousand percent every single day and it's very obvious and if someone wants to argue with me, I don't care. But <laughs> we really are girls. We're women that just want it more than anybody else. And that's very obvious. Yeah, uh, Humber, so Vegas, um, Martin, Maverick, both ask, who has been your t- toughest opponent? Oh, my toughest opponent. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like everybody has a unique reason to be for them being my toughest opponent. <laughs> And I mean, it's just across the board. I mean, when I was living in Mexico, I would say Fabio Pache was my toughest opponent because I was new. It was, I was just like, you know, wide-eyed and and a new person in that world. And she definitely didn't let me forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there's, you know, I feel like Tessa and I have a unique connection and we are just so tough on each other all the time. And we beat, the living crap out of one another on a regular basis and we love it and it's <laughs> very obvious and jordan jordan is you know a unique person in herself that like we just she's so strong and so com- confident in her movement and the way that she does wrestle that you know we bring out that sort of 
dynamic in one another as well. I don't think there's one specific person that particularly was, you know, tougher than the other. They're just different circumstances. Yeah, this is probably going to be the last one. So, um, for the love of wrestling guest, um, do you want to go the same way as Tessa and start battling with the men? I mean, I've always, I've always wrestled men. I've always wrestled every single person that you put me in front of. I like yeah. I said this in a prior interview today. It was like I just don't, I don't see what the big deal is. It's just two people fighting each other to be to win, you know, for the championship or for whatever, whatever it is. And I've wrestled men and intergender wrestling since the beginning of my career, before anybody did it, before it was considered cool, before it was on the forefront of anything. So everyone needs to remember that. Like, Lucha Libre has had intergender wrestling as part of its core matches forever. I'm the first ever, you know, I took on Brian Cage and yes. went through a table. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Like, I just, like, I've been doing this forever, and everyone forgets that. And I don't think that it's, you know, I will take on Moose any second, any day of the week for the TNA championship i don't have a problem i'll go after the exhibition championship i do not care i don't think that it's a big deal i feel like it's just two people fighting for that for that championship you know um and so if the cards fall as they as they fall like i'm if i if i get to wrestle the men i will wrestle the men but i also love wrestling women i love wrestling anybody and i don't have a problem um on your size your age whatever like i don't (laughs) your gender i don't care i know that i bring the best to the ring and that's what I'm going to continue to do. Would you like to say a day where maybe the women could cash in the knockouts title like the exhibition title to get a world title? That would be kind of that would be cool. I do not have a problem with that. All right, so um sorry I think I can't get to everybody's questions. We had so many sent in. So but um again, you can watch Impact every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on fightnetwork.uk Sky Channel 912. Before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Yes, everybody, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at the Ty Valkyrie, Facebook.com slash Ty Valkyrie. And like I said, on Instagram, it's my clothing line now is at Loca by Taya Valkyrie, all one word. And on Twitter, it is at Loca by Taya V. So join me June 15th, TayaValkyrie.com for the drop of the new collection of Loca. Yes, and I put, I put everything in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Thank you so much.